everybody and welcome back to Live with Mars, the podcast. As always, I am your host Mars and welcome to the very first Saturday special here on my show. Um, to kick off today's episode, we are going to discuss a few very important topics that, that I want to um, address on here and really just give my personal opinions and thoughts about Um if you heard my last podcast episode, which came out May 10th of this week, um, I kind of address um, the future of this podcast and um, how I'm going to approach every episode from here on out. And instead of, you know, doing the things that I used to do um, in other episodes, which was to me felt very chaotic and very unorganized and just very, you know, um, just very bad. Um, since Monday's episode and even in today's episode, I have decided to make it clear. And I'm going to say this again. You can hear me discuss more depth about this, um, in the last episode. It came out this week, but, um, I'm going to approach this podcast episode, this podcast as my um, personal talk show. So it's going to be more fun. It's going to be more organized and instead of me half-assing, you know, all the topics that I'm talking about, I'm really going to have fun with everything that I discuss. And for today's list of topics that we are going to really have fun with and really um, give our personal thoughts are our number one, the NBA Hall of Fame for the year 2020, um, Grey's Anatomy returning for season 18, and some shows that I have recently um, binge and personally enjoy and um, hopefully might get you hooked on as well. Um, so that's what's on the list for today's episode. Um, I'm really excited for, you know, the, the energy that I have for today and the information that I'm about to share with you guys. Um, so let's sit on back. Let's relax and uh, let's go into our first topic, which is the NBA Hall of Fame for the year 2020. Um, so last night, May the 14th, this year, 2021, um, the NBA celebrated the 2020 Hall of Fame um, inductees. And the reason why they were celebrating the year 2020 and not the year 21 is because um, last year, obviously, um, was... The beginning and pretty much everything dealing with COVID-19. You know, last year, a lot of people, a lot of families and businesses and events as well suffered um, through COVID-19. Obviously, people, you know, had harder um, tragedies than, than, you know, than this event. But um, but because of COVID-19, um, last year, the NBA Hall of Fame um, was not televised and was not put together at all. It was entirely canceled because of COVID-19. Um, they didn't want to endanger um, the lives of the people who would be attending. So, of course, if you all remember that, large gatherings were totally forbidden. Um, any, you know, gatherings that were, like, huge or... Um, that were more than like a certain number. I think it was like 10 people, something like that. Maybe seven to 10 people. Um, it was like a no-go. So the NBA Hall of Fame um, decided to reschedule this event for this year um, to last night, actually, May the 14th. Um, it was, you know, you know, they got to hold and um, they got to give out the awards to a lot of the inductees who couldn't attend last year because of the cancellation of the show and um really quick just to give you guys um a list of the people who attended and who received an award and the orange blazer that says um hall of fame um some of the inductees were patrick ballman kobe bryant tamika catchings tim duncan kevin garnett kim Moki, barbara stevens eddie Soton. And Rudy Tom, and Rudy Tom Janovich. I apologize if I mispronounce anyone's name, um, who received their awards last night. But 
I do want to say congratulations to you all who did receive your blazer and your award. Um, you all definitely deserved it. Big congratulations. I hope you had a fantastic night. And I hope that, you know, it was everything that you ever imagined. So congratulations to everyone last night. Um, and really quick, I want to fangirl over this one um, particular winner last night. Um, Tim Duncan from the San Antonio Spurs finally was inducted to the Hall of Fame. And, oh my goodness, I just, you know, that's. Let's give him a big round of applause because if anyone deserved being inducted into the Hall of Fame, it was definitely Tim Duncan. This was a long time coming. Um, for those of you who don't really know <laughs> the history of Tim Duncan, I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna describe it really fast. So Tim Duncan was a power forward and center for the San Antonio Spurs from the years of 1997 through 2000. Through 2016, wow. <laughs> um, that is a total collection of 19 se seasons that he spent with the San Antonio Spurs, which is something that a lot of players can't do today, such as LeBron James suck on that. But um, <laughs> all the tea, all the shade in that comment. Um, he is known as the greatest power forward of all time. And, you know, obviously we know why. You know, 19 seasons with one team alone. And... You know, just to, you know, just to continue hyping him up and just praising him um, on his total success. I had the pleasure of watching Tim Duncan play for as long as I can remember. Um, the man is such an incredible talent. He brought so much to San Antonio and to the fans and especially to my life personally. Uh, I am so proud and so happy for this man to finally receive this award because all the hard work that he put into the Spurs and all the memories that he has created for this city and for me personally, you know, just sitting here and just saying thank you will never be enough for me because, because this man was, was more than just a player to me. Um, he was a total icon, and he is pretty much one of the reasons why I wanted a career in sports. Um, he is one of the very few people who pretty much inspired me to seek a career in journalism sports. And um, if I never got to see Tim Duncan play for the San Antonio Spurs, I don't think I would be here today on this podcast discussing um, the legacy that that he's created and that he's instilled into my heart and my soul and my brain. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, if you haven't told you, know, I am a huge Tim Duncan fan. I've always been a huge Tim Duncan fan. Um, I am also a big three fan. So obviously I love Tony Parker as well. I love Manu Ginobili as well. And, you know, I appreciate all the work that they've done together for this, for this city and for bringing us five championships, which was crazy even to think about even today um even going through it you know as a fan you know witnessing every championship you know that was just really crazy but they got it done and um and while I appreciate Tony and and Manu the same way as I appreciate Tim Duncan um uh, I do want to say we got to go back to talking about Tim Duncan because this was his night and Manu and Parker when it's your time to be inducted, you know, I'm going to return the same energy as well. Love you guys so much. Really appreciate you guys as well. But we're going to go back to Timmy and, um, <laughs> and you know, and, and making this about him because last night was about him. And, you know, all of San Antonio was just so excited for Tim. And people were posting on social media. People are still talking about it on Twitter right now, actually, saying so many positive things, so Many congratulations are being spilled to Tim Duncan and, um, you know, for, for good reason, for good reason too. You know, he, he deserved this, this moment to, you know, to rise and shine. Honestly, I wish that he could have been inducted to the Hall of Fame um, in the year 2014 <laughs> when he won, you know, the fifth championship for San Antonio. I think he deserved it then. Um, 
But, you know, it is what it is. He's finally receiving the award now, but um, he deserved it a long time ago. So this was definitely a long time coming for us Spurs fans who have been waiting and waiting um, for him to receive this type of recognition that he obviously deserved. You know, he's not the greatest power forward, power forward of all time for nothing. <laughs> but, you know, it finally happens. Huge congratulations to Tim Duncan. Um, if for whatever reason, <laughs> Tim, you come across this podcast episode and you just come across my podcast, you know, in general and you happen to listen to this one. Um, I just want to say, you know, thank you for all the hard work that you put into the city of San Antonio. Um, you represented the city of San Antonio in so many positive ways and you've taught you know you know you, you've taught me a lot of important lessons when it comes to playing the game and when it comes to being a person like a like good humble person um who gets shit done and um i can't thank you enough for that um congratulations on this big win i hope that it was everything you ever wanted and much more and i wish you so many years of good health good energy and so many blessings the city of san antonio loves you we respect you we appreciate you and you know we can't ever there's there's never going to be enough thank yous in the world for us to to describe just you know just how grateful we have been to you and especially for me you know i can never express how grateful i am to have witnessed the talent that you displayed for us for all 19 seasons and i hope that one day <laughs> i hope that one day that i can meet you and tell you this in person but if you happen to hear this that is just as great um obviously that ever happening is a total dream for me but you know a girl can dream a girl can dream and um maybe one day maybe one day it will happen i legit will probably cry if i ever meet him duncan i'm not gonna lie because because like I said, you know, he, he taught me very important lessons um, growing up when he was playing for the Spurs. Um, a, lot, a lot of the things that, you know, he did on the court, I would actually mimic in my own court when I played basketball from middle school to high school. You know, I always try to play every game as good as Tim Duncan would play. And I would try to, you know, copycat that same energy. And, um, you know, it really, it really helped me a lot. And... Um, Especially the remaining humble and just letting your your talent just talk for you on the court. I really took, you know, I really took that lesson and um, I really did instill it into when I played um, basketball from middle school to high school. And it's one of the reasons why I was one of the best players on the team, obviously. <laughs> I'm going to say that because, you know, I do believe that and uh, that's my truth, whatever. But, um, yeah. Yeah, huge congratulations to Tim Duncan. Um, another showstopper for the NBA Hall of Fame last night for the year 2020 was um, Kobe Bryant, obviously receiving his award and his um, orange blazer. Um, and, you know, we, we all know the story um, last year. Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna Bryant, passed away. Um, in in a in a crash in a in in a plane crash. Um, very sad. Um, these are the type of things that that no one ever expects. That no one is like ever really prepared for. And so, last night to receive his award on his behalf, Natalia Bryant. And wife Vanessa Bryant accepted Kobe's award, an orange jacket. And um, once they were giving the award and the blazer, um, it was actually Natalia, Kobe Bryant's oldest daughter, who put it on. And to pretty much embody and represent Kobe Bryant, um, accepting the award. And let me tell you something. When I was watching that clip, when I saw them, you know, get on stage and when I saw these two 
beautiful, strong women just display a strong aura of confidence and strength and, you know, pure, pure humbleness. It really struck a chord with me. But what really hit my emotions was the second that Vanessa grabbed the blazer and started putting it on Natalia. And like I said, Natalia, Natalia put on the jacket and she just embodied Kobe Bryant in that moment. And when she had the jacket on, she received a standing ovation from everyone in the room. So all of Kobe Bryant's former colleagues, friends and, and mentors stood up and just started to, you know, clap for Natalia and really, you know, really show how happy and proud they were in that moment it hit me on a personal level because you know you know as an nba fan you know hearing kobe bryant passing away and his daughter passing away along with him in such a horrible accident um i i cried a little i'm not going to lie i cried a little because because kobe bryant was so talented he was so skilled on the court and he did so much in his career it 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 was really sad to hear that he passed away and um and while I wasn't personally you know like like huge fan of Kobe Bryant because you know we get you know you know obviously you know I am a San Antonio Spurs fan. I bleed black and silver. And, you know, when I was watching the big three play um, and when I was watching Tim Duncan play, you know, and pretty much what I from what, from what I remember, um, it seems like every year that the Spurs would go into the playoffs, we would always play against Kobe Bryant or Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. And... Every time that that would happen, you know, obviously, you know, I I used to say like, oh, like I hate Kobe Bryant because, you know, because of how talented and how skilled he was as a player. Um, I never hated him as a person, obviously, because, you know, I never knew the man. Um, I only knew him from, you know, from when he put on that jersey and when he would, you know, go head to head against the San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs because obviously, you know, when I was with the Spurs, you know, I'm still with the Spurs, but, you know, in, in that time when I was rooting for the Spurs and I'm watching every game, you know, you're not going to like all the teams <laughs> that they're going to go against, especially, you know, when teams like the Lakers were such a huge threat at the time. Um you know, I I didn't like the huge talent that Kobe possessed, and um, and so to hear him just pass away, it's you know it it was really sad. But even through all of that, um, seeing his his wife and his daughter just you know represent his strong legacy last night, that was a real showstopper for me. Congratulations to Natalia, Vanessa, and Kobe as well, and to their entire family. Um, congratulations on the awards. I hope that you are all doing well. Um, much respect for me and the city in San Antonio to you guys. Um, we are here for you. We are cheering you on. And we just wish you blessings upon blessings here on out because... You guys totally deserve it. Um, congratulations on the award, and I I hope that I hope that it was everything that you guys ever hoped for. And so, so I'm just gonna end a note on that before I get more emotional and and I just start rambling on to more to this. But yeah, congratulate yeah once again congratulations to everyone who um who was part of yesterday's ceremony for the um year 2020 the nba hall of fame um aside from that we're gonna switch over switch gears to talk about um something that's you know that's emotional and that's (laughs) 
gut-wrenching. <laughs> and we're going to discuss Grey's Anatomy getting another season to write more episodes and tell the story of Meredith Grey. And let me tell you something. When this was announced via Instagram a couple of days ago, I believe. <laughs> there was so much mixed emotions on the comment section you know, um, on this news because... Because if you haven't been watching Grey's Anatomy... Uh, let me just tell you. So, the current season that is on TV right now is season 17. And um, this season is dedicated to COVID-19 survivors and to all the um, first first responders and to all the essential workers who have been you know, dealing with the storm of COVID-19. So, so all the doctors, all the nurses, you know, you know, all, all the people who are in the medical field and who have been dealing with COVID-19 and been dealing with all the tragedies and, and, and toes and, you know, who have just been in it. You know, season 17 has been dedicated to them. And um, Grey's Anatomy has, you know, been really executing very well um, displaying <clears throat> the importance of COVID-19 and really talking about how it's impacted us as, as a human race. Um, and, and aside from that too, aside from, you know, them executing that storyline perfectly for season 17, we also got to see a lot of familiar faces return to the to our TV screens. So we got to see Patrick Dempsey return, um, Rick Dreamy. <laughs> we got to see um, Lexi Gray return. We got to see George O'Malley return, and we got to see Mark Sloan return. Um, such huge moments, such huge characters came back, and um, I don't want to give away too much because you know, obviously, I know that. <laughs> Those are such huge spoilers. I am so sorry. But I don't I don't want okay, I'm not gonna say how they come back. That's what I'm trying to say. Um These individuals came back in such a terrific way and in such a well thought out and well planned, you know, way that it really feels like season seventeen should just be the end of Grey's Anatomy. Like if I'm going to be honest here, um, I'm not excited that they were approved for a season 18. I feel like this season alone was written so perfectly and, you know, everyone did so good this season. You know, portraying the roles and, um, and the fact that we got to see all these characters return as well. We're, we're not going to have another well-written season like this ever again. <laughs> As, as mean as that may sound, um, I'm going to be honest here. I think, I, I really believe that after, after McDreamy died, um, the show really went downhill for me. You know, the, the writing got sloppy, got lazy, the characters just got annoying and ridiculous with, you know, as the seasons progressed. Um, while I still love Grey's Anatomy for Meredith Grey, um, everyone else just really annoys me at this point. I am just... I sometimes cannot deal with <laughs> with the ridiculous writing that some of the episodes, you know, pumped out for the fans. Um, except season 17. I feel like season 17 was one of the best seasons that we had in a really, really long time. <laughs> so for me, I, I wish that they just could have, you know ended in this season um i don't even think they're on episode 20 for this season so you know if if they don't want to continue writing for season 18 i feel like they should just find a way to just end it now because that would just be really great to be honest um like i said i'm, I'm not so happy about season 18 i feel like season 17 was so strong 
and well thought out and well planned out even with everything going on in the world and with like you know filming for any show or for any movie right now is a bit chaotic um they're really executing it really well and so for season 18 I don't know what they can do like it's gonna be so it's gonna be so bad like I'm gonna be honest it's gonna be so bad they're already on the highest high note right now they're just going to ruin it with season 18 and I'm just you know I just feel done I feel done with this show um I really wish that they can just you know hang up those coats because like I said the writing is just sloppy the acting is terrible and you know I'm just over it. I'm personally over it. I'm only watching it because I really love Meredith Grey so much as a character. I really enjoy how she speaks to me on personal levels and how she's literally my number one comfort character for so many, you know, reasons. Um, but, you know, I mean, I guess we'll see what, we'll see what happens in this season finale because I'm really excited about that. I want to see how they're going to try to pick up from the high note of season 17 and to bring it on to season 18 but we'll see we'll see what happens um outside from that um i do want to discuss next some binge worthy shows that i enjoy <laughs> so as, as most of y'all know um i am currently on summer vacation right now and with that being said i have a lot of time in my hands yet again <laughs> um being out of school and um you know just some of the things that that I've been doing in, in my time off um how long have I been out of school I've been wow I've literally been out of school for a week now a little over a week and um <laughs> so far I've been spending my summer binge watching shows um and some shows that, that I do want to recommend to you guys that I think are worth watching is number one, this new show that came out on Net on Netflix May the 7th is called Jupiter's Legacy. And um, Jupiter's Legacy is, is basically a, a superhero show. Um, you know, it's, it talks about these this group of superheroes and um, how they... Um, are so powerful beings obviously and um how they obtain their powers and it also discusses too how like the next generation of superheroes that are after them are obviously their kids and you know they're trying to figure out how they're going to um pretty much live up to the expectations and to the to the stories that that their parents you know have displayed for many many years i'm talking about hundreds of years um so so these heroes are obviously immortal and um they've been around the world for a really long time and it's it's a really good show um apparently it's also based off some comics as well so i don't know too much about like you know like the comic as aspect of this show um i only heard about it because um one of the character, one of the superheroes on this show, um, is this one actor by the name of Matt Lantern. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan of his mostly because of his one role in this one movie called Vampires Suck. Um, he played the parody version of Edward Cullen, but his character was Edward Sullen, and um, you know, ever since, ever since that movie and um ever since i found him on social media on instagram you know i've i've been you know i've been watching it's i've been watching like his posts and all that and um when he announced that that he was coming out in the show and um when he's you know been pretty much you know promoting the show and um promoting to his followers to go watch it um i only watched it because of him and also because of um Fergie's ex-husband um he comes out in on the show as well um both are really good actors they really exceeded my expectations on this show I didn't really expect much for um Fergie's ex-husband because um because I'm not really like a per se fan of his you know like like I like his work um especially that one film Safe Haven oh man he was so good in that 
that movie. Um, on, let, let me see. <laughs> I don't want to just refer to him as Fergie's <laughs> ex-husband. His name is Josh... Josh... Josh Dumho. Josh Dumho. I can't even pronounce his name. I think it's Josh Dumho. 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 Anyway, yeah. No, I'm just... Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really expect much for his, you know, for his role. But he was really good. Um, Man Lantern obviously was really good as well. Because... Because these shows just feel... This show just feels a little bit more um, serious, and um, the storyline is really great, especially that ending. It left off on such a huge cliffhanger. I really recommend going and check it out, especially if you're like a fan of like Marvel, you know, Marvel movies or DC films. Um, and if you're just, you know, just into like the whole universe of superheroes and villains, it's a really great watch. Um, I'm going to try to look for the comics now after seeing this show because I'm really intrigued by the storyline and just how everything, you know, came to about. And um, you're just, you're really going to fly through these episodes really fast. I believe there's only about 10 episodes because it's just the first season. So they're still, you know, trying to test it out and um, see how it's doing well with audiences. And um, I highly recommend it. Go ahead and check it out. You'll finish it really fast and you're just going to be like, what the F by the end of it? <laughs> because I was um, another um, binge worthy show that I just finished literally yesterday um, is this anime called Fruits Baskets. Um, it's on Hulu and it's on Crunchyroll. And um, if, if you have Hulu and you're going to see it on Hulu, there's two versions of it. There's one. Um, which is the original version that came out in 2001. And there's a newer version which premiered in 2019. Um, I watched the 2019 version. Because. Um, because I, I didn't see that there was a, an original version. I didn't see the 2001 version on there. So. So when I started the show. And when I finished the show. Um, I just went on to the 2019 version. And um, there's three seasons. The third season has just premiered this year. And um, it's the third and final season. But um, I, <laughs> I'm i going to admit this is probably going to sound crazy. But um, I actually caught up with the third season in the span of two days. So it literally took me two days to watch all three seasons and to be caught up with, you know, with this show <laughs> and um I have no shame in that because you know it, it it's a really good anime it's a really good show and before I go more in depth about you know the storyline and talk about why it's why it's working for me I do want to say that I have been an anime fan for the longest time now because I'm pretty sure if some people hear this they're probably going to be like ugh like she's one of those people who just started liking anime and like blah 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 no I'm not one of those people I've actually you know I've I've been a fan of anime for a really long time now um my favorite anime of all time and some people know this if you don't then you're probably hearing this for the first time but my favorite anime of all time and the anime that introduced me into the world of anime is literally Sailor Moon. I love Sailor Moon so much. And I really enjoy Sailor Moon Crystal as well. But Sailor Moon is the show that really introduced me to everything. And and while I do not watch anime as hardcore as many of my friends do. And while I do not watch or enjoy a lot of the animes that they're into... Um, I can say that, that the show Fruits Baskets, and I can say, um, and I can say that Attack on Titan are really good animes to watch. Um, two totally, these are all totally, like, different storylines. They are so, like, very different. Um, oh, even Death Note. Wow really great anime as well these are all very different genre type um animes but um they're all really good and i really like those um but yeah going back to fruits baskets 
what I love about this this particular anime is that um, is that it it you know it it talks about <laughs> okay how can I explain this <laughs> trying to figure out how I'm gonna explain this um, so the the general storyline of fruits baskets is um, basically you have these characters who are obviously human but they are also part um but they also have the spirits the animal spirits of um of certain um zodiac creatures from the um uh, I believe the Japanese calendar so so you have this so so there's one character who is human male but he can also transform to to um to a cow. <laughs> you have this one this one male who is obviously a male but he can turn to the dog and another male who can turn to a cat, another male that can turn into the rat and you know it's very much like that and um And with all these people, you know, obtaining this gift, um, they also have a a god with them who is, you know, obviously watching over them and is, you know, keeping tabs on them and really, you know, trying to control their life. Um, and in the midst of all of that, the main character who is just a normal girl by the name of Toru Honda. Her importance into, you know, all these characters' lives is just that she's just trying to, you know, be a good supportive friend who is just, you know, trying to make them see their life in different lights. And that is also very, and while that is very nice and very good and well thought out, it is also very scary for their god because, you know, their god is a very bad individual. Um, their god really wants to control and to keep that circle of life into, like, a specific order. And so, so basically, this god feels threatened by this young girl. And, um, you know, the, the stories behind every character... And the obstacles every character faces, not just, you know, with their gods, but not just with their god, but, you know, in their personal life and um, how their powers have impacted them literally from the day of birth to leading up to now. They're like sophomores, juniors, seniors in high school. And, um, you know, they're, they're all complex characters. They all have their own personalities. There's so much rawness into every storyline um and it's it's so good like it's such a good show it's really well thought out it's really well well planned and um and every character has importance to to the storyline um that the show is producing and it's doing so well right now you know i i really enjoyed it you know when before I started watching it, I thought it was going to be like a romance type of show. And it's not. It's it's really not all like that. You know, obviously there's some romance involved because the main girl, um, Toto Honda, she's living with um, with with these three guys. Um, they're all cousins. And um, obviously two of the guys, you know, two of the guys that she's, you know, gotten close with. Um, one of them, like, one of them eventually starts to see her, you know, in, like, a romantic light. The other one, he just, you know, he doesn't see her in a romantic light, but he sees her in, like, a, in, like, an important light. So, to me, to me, it feels like he sees her as, like, a, as, like, a sister that he never had. And, um, and, like, a, basically, like, a, like, a sibling that he's never had. So, his love for her is very, you know, it's strong, but it's very platonic. It's a strong platonic type of love, and it's it's so beautiful. Um, and, you know, that really works 
for them three. And that's such a really strong and good message because what I'm really tired about a lot of shows and movies these days is um, whenever they, they have the dynamic of two guys and a girl, what is one huge emphasis that they, you know, try to put onto, you know, the screens of young girls or girls my age or, you know, just, you know, when, when it comes to love is whenever there's a storyline of two guys and a girl, they always want to pan it out to where the girl has to inevitably decide on which guy she should be with. And this show, it doesn't have any of that. You know, this girl, like, she, like, yeah, she, like, like, she does mention how, like, she does want romance, but... But it's brought up in ways where it's literally like, oh, like, like I hope one day um, I hit, I feel this unconditional love and romance from someone. And then she moves on. Like, it's like it's not like a huge like importance in this show, you know, because like I said, every character has such strong background stories and personalities. You know, it's. It's it's the show is about like their struggles and trying to figure out how to live their life, you know, in, in this certain environment. And and there is no like unnecessary drama or romantic tactics that are just constantly put into shows and movies over and over. You know, it's it's a very good show with a lot more um fresh ideas and so so it's not a it's not all romantic it's very you know it's very emotional actually it's very emotional it's very soft literally the first few episodes like i found myself crying a little bit because you know like i said you know when you if you start watching it you're going to see why but um but Toto Honda, she is such a strong female character. She is so upbeat and she is so kind and she is literally like this one spot of light in like a huge circle of darkness. Um, she is such a great character. And every other character um, who also comes out, they're all so great. They're all so well written and you know, I highly recommend the show. You know, like I said, I finished the show in like two days because literally from the first episode, I was automatically hooked from how great that the show really was. And I highly recommend it to to everyone out there. Um, and like I said, you can watch it on Hulu. That's where I saw it. Um, or you can watch it on an app called Crunchyroll, which is for free and you know, it's it's on most devices that you can, you know, stream it on. Um, it, it's going to have it on there, too. Um, I'm actually going back to watch it again, but I'm going to watch the um, the 2001 version. <laughs> but I got to admit, the 2001 version compared to the 2019 version two to are like two totally different dynamics for me. Um, obviously, you know. From 2001 to 2019, um, animated art has progressed so much, and uh, and and time and effort into these animes, into these animes, and um, really planning out, you know, everything has changed within these years. <laughs> Obviously, now you know, I've noticed now that like whenever like they reboot shows, like animes, or whenever they create new animes. Um, a lot of the characters now these days are very <laughs> are insanely attractive looking for them being you know just cartoons uh, so whenever whenever you see you know fruits basket um when you see the 19 version and when you go back to see the 2001 version you're gonna see like huge difference in like the animation and Thank God for that prog for that huge progress within these past eighteen. You know, well, okay. Well, in that case, from two thousand one to nineteen, you know, the huge progress in those eighteen years alone, um, from when they rebooted the show again from two thousand one. Um, thank God for progress. Like that's all I gotta say. 
because the 2001 version kind of scares me a, a bit like the animation on like <laughs> like some of the characters it's kind of scary to me but but you know i'm gonna get over that little fear <laughs> and i'm just gonna watch it because well, although the 2019 version is good um a lot of like the older animes like this one and specifically sailor moon um they covered a lot more material, a lot more storylines, and they gave you more in-depth um, insights on why this storyline is happening and um, how it was produced and um, what are like the deeper problems within the obstacles that the characters are facing. Um, that's like the only difference. Which is a huge difference still because, you know, because all of that is important. Um, whenever I look back at, you know, the older Sailor Moon that I grew up with and whenever I watch Sailor Moon Crystal, um, Sailor Moon Crystal is much, much, much shorter <laughs> than the Sailor Moon that I grew up with. Um, the Sailor Moon that I grew up with, you know, you got to see the ins and outs of Usagi's life and the ins and outs of... Um, of all the sailor um scouts lives as heroes and as people and you know such you know you know while the episodes were like so many and you know there's so many like in-depth stories within every episode um i you know i still really appreciate it because you know a lot of things make sense whereas sailor moon crystal everything is pretty much rushed over and like a lot of things were like brushed off because obviously you know they want to just keep it short and simple and just try to keep the attention of um of their viewers now they're not going to overextend and over you know overstrain um certain storylines but um But still, you know, I mean, watch both. What I'm saying is I watch both versions because um, they're still great. Animations are totally different, but still great. And, uh, you know, I still appreciate the old version. So I'm going to um, jump on that whenever I can because I want to see, you know, some of the stuff that, that the 2019 reboot has, you know, looked over. And... um Whenever you do go back and if you do see, you know, the 2001 version, there is only one season of it. So whenever whenever you do see the new one, if you see the new one first and then you see the old one, um, a lot of the seasons two and three for the newer one are obviously new stuff. So so don't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's only one season from the 2001 version. So you'll just sweep by it i think it's only like 25 episodes or something like that it's very short too um but yeah yeah that's all i gotta say um i hope you guys enjoyed this brand new episode of my podcast um like i said earlier in this um show i am on summer break right now and um that means i have a lot of time on my hands and one of the big goals that I have for this summer break is uploading a lot more onto this podcast. And I'm going to try, keyword, try to upload two episodes a week um, because of all the free time that I currently obtain in my summer vacation. Um, but I don't want to make any promises because I don't want, you know, people to get their hopes up on you know, expecting two episodes a week and then maybe one week I only deliver one episode. Um, so I'm going to try to, I'm going to try my very best to upload two episodes a week. Um, I don't know what days I'm going to upload them because they're going to be on days that I just feel like getting on here and discussing certain topics like I did today. Um, it wasn't planned that I was going to upload this episode today, um, Saturday, May the 15th. Um, but I felt like getting on here because I really wanted to discuss, you know, the NBA Hall of Fame. And I really wanted to discuss Grey's Anatomy returning for season 18. And I really wanted to discuss um, my intake on um, some binge-worthy shows that I am currently enjoying. <clears throat> so, so, like I said, you know, this is 
this podcast is turning into my personal talk show. Um, I'm going to have more fun with it. I'm going to touch on topics that I am actually passionate about and that I actually want to discuss and not feel forced to discuss like how I was in previous episodes where it all felt sloppy and just bad. Um, We're going to just really change the energy in this and be more positive and just really produce content that we are satisfied with. So this is episode two of (laughs) my my new you know of my new hope and dreams for this um show i hope you guys enjoy today's episode um please feel free to share my podcast on all your social media platforms if you're on tumblr facebook instagram tiktok wherever you are um share this onto all your social media um I'm sure that you probably know someone who might enjoy this podcast. And uh, once again, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Muse on Apple Podcast, and we are just on most you know streaming podcast applications that you can hear on your phone or on your computer or on any device that you own. Um, so please spread the word. I'm sure there's someone out there that you may know that might like this podcast, and. Um, Follow us, too, on Spotify and on everywhere. That is all the time that we have for today. Uh, I hope you guys have a really great Saturday. And um, if we don't talk until sometime next week, I hope that, you know, you're doing good and everything is great for you. But, uh, yeah, happy Saturday, guys. And uh, may you all have a good rest of the day. See ya.